With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Nothing says home more than family and friends around the table, especially when the food is from Fairway. High quality hand-cut meats, fresh produce, and affordable pricing. Be sure you're ready for family by stocking up on everything from the best possible source. Refreshingly Fairway. Hawkeye fans to another edition of the Bruner and Howe podcast here on Hawkeye Nation. This is Rob Howe, joined by Greg Bruner once again for our second edition of this. We've got some pretty good feedback. Nobody's been mean so far, so we're going to continue ahead here. Um, how you doing, Greg? The kids in bed? Everything good? Kids are in bed. Uh, I finished my last paper for my MBA this Sunday. So on Thursday nice. is my last class, and I am officially going to be done with my MBA. So I'm excited about that. I will say that I, I've had some negative feedback from some friends, but that was more <laughs> fun stuff poking at me. So it, it it was a little bit. I I enjoyed it though. So they they pointed out some things for me. So oh, you've got professionals helping you out now. You're now you're big. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't Horner or Holosko, was it? Oh, I I don't even look for the feedback from those two because I there's nothing but negative coming on that end. So I hadn't heard from Jeff in a while, and I tweeted last week that the last game that Iowa won, and you know this at at Hilton was the NIT game your freshman year, and out of the blue, and I I think I talked to Jeff last probably in September or August. Oh, I remember that game with a smiley face. It was crazy <laughs> to think, man, that it's been that long, 16 years since since Iowa had won there. Did you realize that before last week? Yeah, I did, because uh, my senior year, we that was a game we should have won, and then Horner goes down with the PCL tear. At the, at, we play at you and I, losing overtime. We were up pretty big, and Horner yeah. tears the PCL and just lost our lead, and then we go play at Iowa State, and kind of same thing. We can never get a rhythm, and yeah, you lose your yeah. Your commanding point guard, it's a little bit different, but I would love to have played them with a full roster there. That, but yeah, that was a fun, fun environment. That NIT game was unreal, um, and it's really weird to say that that has been an NIT game, but it was a it was a lot of fun because that year I think we ended up getting beat by uh, Georgia Tech, um, and then the next year they went to the finals, um, the NCAA finals. So we went down a different path, but they went to the NCAA finals. Yeah, I do remember that was a good environment in Hilton. It usually is when it's Iowa. In both places, Carver or Hilton, if it's Iowa, Iowa State, it's usually pretty lit, as the kids say. <laughs> Everybody always <laughs> asks me, it's like, do you like going to play there? I've had some fun stories about that. But no, I, I, I like passionate fans. That's fun. Hilton is one of the best places out there for passionate fans. It's, it's a great atmosphere to go play. 
granted i'm i'm usually the the butt of the joke um but it, it, it's a fun environment to go play in it's hot it's that's what you like yeah and the students were using profanity the other night right out of the gate so it was definitely <laughs> a iowa iowa state environment um but um yeah, and then after that 2003 NIT game, Alaska got came to his senses and came over to this side of the state, and the rest is history. Yeah, that was one of those fun things where I think Jeff and I might have been the best recruiters out there. Yeah, I'm sure you guys were. We'll have to go into that in detail someday. Whatever you can say on the podcast. <laughs> but, um, let's kind of... Um, We'll bounce around here a little bit, um, but the last time we had talked, um, I think Iowa had come back from Vegas. They had split the two there, beating Texas Tech, who now has gone on and beaten who was then number one, Louisville, uh, then lost to San Diego State. Um, then we pod. Then they go to Syracuse, won pretty, pretty handily. Um, Tough game at Michigan. Defense was not good, uh, but still played played pretty tough with with a top ten team, top fifteen team. Uh, killed Minnesota at home, which is always nice, um, and then the win at Iowa State. Um, just general thoughts, Greg. What what you've seen from these guys the last couple of weeks? Yeah, uh, the Syracuse game was kind of it, it was unique. It's not the same Syracuse team that I I've known. Um, and, and not taking anything from Iowa, going in and winning at Syracuse is, is it's a phenomenal thing. Um, but just even the the pace of play, everything, like uh, one thing that they're usually so good at, especially in that zone defense, is just how fast they get to the ball um, and how fast they the, – it just seemed like they were two, three steps behind their normal pace. And you could just tell um, it wasn't the normal team that they saw. But huge win in that aspect. Uh, going into Mitch, Michigan, uh, Blitzkrieg um, type environment, uh, tough, tough environment to play in. Um, I would say that you're right, spot on, defense wasn't there. Um, they kind of bounced in between zone and man. They struggled. Uh, I think they exposed them a little bit on some of the certain aspects. I, I feel not going to I'm not going to light it up because I, I I feel like it was picked up immediately and the next and the next they made some changes and then all of a sudden you go see the watch the next two games and they drop into that zone things are transitioning a little bit faster the help the the help the drops the the guard drops the big drops everything is just rotating a little bit more clean um and I I feel like that was the Michigan game was kind of the eye opener for them it's like we're not going to go out and get embarrassed like we did um and I thought they played really, really well. Solid basketball, um, Minnesota. Solid basketball against Iowa State. Uh, defensively, I felt like they were finally getting into that right rhythm. They're in the right positions. They're helping each other. They're talking. And I really, I, Connor, and I said this last time, Connor gets knocked. Connor got beaten alive <laughs> last year. And people don't realize, like, you put Connor in the middle of a zone, or Garza right there, that is a completely different style of basketball. Um, you can get a big guard in that middle of a zone, so when another team's dropping those zone two, three, and that's why we were so successful against uh, Syracuse you, mm -hmm. and Iowa State. Um, you get him in the middle of a zone, and then you don't have to you don't have to have a big make a play. You have a guard that's intelligent enough. I think he's leading the nation or leading the Big Ten in assist turnover ratio, something outrageous there. 
So he's making the right decisions, making the right passes. So I was really impressed, um, kind of some of the rotations that Fran has has, has done to kind of to fit the bill on these. And he got he's been knocked in that in the past. And I, um, and I mean we're early in the season, but I like I like the style we're going. Obviously, when you're going to get into it, we're losing Bohan. It's going to be a little bit different story. But I, I really like the style that we've played the last four games. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I was at a dinner, a Christmas dinner party thing on Saturday night that people were crazy enough to invite me. And I got there and it's weird, man. They, not even a whole lot of sports talk, but Connor's name came up in this thing. And they, you know, they were starting in and they're like, yeah, if his name wasn't McCaffrey, he wouldn't be playing. And they looked to me because they know what I do. And I was like, I disagree. And then they all looked yeah. at each other and then we moved on. And I just, I think there's just like a, it's almost like a narrative that's out there now that people have latched onto without actually watching the games. Cause if you watch the games and I know he's not a great shooter, he's not, you know, and and that's what the, I guess the layman or the novice is going to latch onto. Okay. He, he's not scoring a lot of points, so he's not good at basketball, but we, I mean, I think even beyond the, the, the casual fan, you've got to see what he does and his ability to help that offense operate. I just, you know, in the last several years, the offense at times has been really stagnant, um, in the half court, especially, and his ability to kind of keep the ball moving, especially at Iowa state. I thought the ball movement was great out top. Um, like you were saying, he's a, he's a huge key to that. Yeah. This is the thing I've never really understand about people that talk about basketball is that there's one basketball. Um, and if you're going to get the ball to somebody in the team, who, who would you give the ball to right now? It's Luca Garza or, and, or Bohannon. Those, those are the two guys you want taking 60 to 70% of your shots. And that's the system that they're playing right now. So you got to have guys that are willing to step back, play a role. And everybody's like, well, he's not scoring points. You're, you're right on. I mean, that's the number one knock is he's not a scorer. He's not scoring points. He's, he only had five, eight points. But, like, it's all the little things that add up. And, um, and, and like I said, it's early. Uh, and there's a lot of – but there's a lot of good people that do certain roles. As a role player, Connor's job is not to knock down open jump shots or not to force open jump shots. We can get a ball rotation. We can get the ball to J-Ball. We can get the ball to Garza in the paint. If him taking a shot, that's the difference between Iowa and Iowa State this this last game. They worked the ball, they got it inside, and then they kicked it back out, and then he made shots. So then he took shots. The difference between Iowa and Iowa State is Iowa State took the first three. How many times did Jacobson take that first three off a first pass? Completely yep. takes your team out of rhythm. Completely takes your team out of transition defense. So I would rather have guys that are willing to take a step back, play a role for the team, and understand that you have too many focal points. You got J-Bo, and now you got Garza. Big issue now is J-Bo's out, so we got to find somebody else that can step up and play that role. So that might rely on Connor or somebody else having to play a little bit more value role. Yeah, and, I, and the irony of the whole thing was I thought he hit the biggest shot in that game the other night when yep. Iowa State cut it to seven. That place was loud. I was shooting photos on the baseline. It was deafening. He comes down and drains that three to get it back to ten. That and Iowa State, that's as close as Iowa State got the rest of the way. That was just a, an incredibly huge shot that I don't think people give enough credit to or understand how critical that was. They had, they had scored, I think, seven straight. It was a 7 0 run. That is just a momentum breaker right there. And I'm trying to think somebody else hit a, 
a really, really big one. I think it was Frederick that hit a really, really big one, too, on the top of the key. Came off yep. a down screen or something. And it was Wieskamp a kick-out hit a huge had, uh, shot. And yep, Wieskamp had, had one, too. And yep. he had an N1 in that that series, too. And that's just – that's the thing with – with Frederick, who shoots well, and Wieskamp, who shoots well, and obviously Bohannon and Garza's presence in the middle, you don't need Connor to score. I mean, it's nice when he can, but you don't really need it. So what he what he's very good at is he's, he's very good at reading his man. He gets into open spots. He creates angles. He gets and ones. He scores in transition. But he's always making the next pass to help get the next guy open. So a lot of people, it's like in, in, sla- it's like in hockey. Um, people, it's the guy that makes the pass before the assist, mm-hmm. you know, before the, it, it's right. the pass before the assist to the score. And I, I wish they would log how many times he's been able to open that up because he's making the right passes. Um, and I, and I, I've been impressed with him so far this year. I mean, like I said, early in the year, I think, I think he's smart enough and strong enough that he's going to be able to maintain that though. Yeah. in hockey, you actually get the assist. If you're the guy yep. that, you know, they should do that in basketball too, but that would mess up the record books and people would be up in arms and, <laughs> but they could call it something else. Yep, I don't know yep. what they'd call it, but they could call it something and give people credit for the ability to do that. Um, Greg, I did notice, I think the Michigan game, there were, there were, you know, we talked about there, there were, you know, several areas of break breaking down on defense, but Iowa, in a few games earlier this year, really struggled with defending pick and roll. And it's done a, it's be, done a much better job of that the last few weeks. One, what have you seen in that area? And two, what are the keys to guarding that? It's such, I mean, it's so popular, right? Especially right now. I mean, everybody does it ball screens and, and pick and roll. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was my staple. That's why I was able to play the five in Europe and play the five against seven foot two guys is because at playing at 260 pounds, you can guard guys like that in the pick and roll. And I'm a nightmare to guard against a seven two guy because I can move quickly. I can shoot it and, and make plays. And that's where you're seeing the NBA go too with smaller big men. Um, mm-hmm. the, 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 I would say the big, I would say the biggest thing that they had to battle early on was I feel like Garza got himself in no man's land a little bit. Um, he got nervous because if he, similar to my senior year, if he gets in foul trouble, that is a huge dynamic that has completely gone. Their, their entire game plan changes and how they're structured, how they move offensively. So him getting in foul trouble is very detrimental to the team. So it's it's trying to find the right pattern of aggressivity there. And, and so he's not picking up easy fouls because one of the hardest things that you see in the Big Ten especially is in an aggressive situation, if you hedge, that guard is just dribbling straight into the big man, trying to trying to generate fouls on him. Mm-hmm. And so like now you're seeing them kind of drop, and that's why they're playing a little bit more zone. And he's in that retreat mode. Um, but the difference is, is like I feel like he's he's not letting the guard make the pace. He's kind of dictating that pace, and and he's being showing aggressive. He's being more aggressive the last couple of games, and making that guard kind of stutter. And that make that's making the guard determine what what. What should he do? Um, and and he's kind of dictating that. And before, where they're having troubles, the guard was allowed. The guard was allowed to do whatever he wanted, so he can put he can he controlled Garza's pace. So it was either a quick jump shot or a quick pass to the big guy. And I feel like Garza's doing a lot better job of kind of controlling that pace in the middle. Yeah, and it seemed like they're putting him. They're they're not putting him in as many 
Fran loves to do this, and Woodbury was really good at it. He can, yep. he, you know, he he was good on the hedge recover. I just don't know if Luca has the foot speed to be able to do the to hedge and recover well, similar to pick and roll. Yep. Well, I mean, Woodbury got knocked all the time because he raked guys. He got guys in the eyes. But as a big guy, that's what I'm talking. You need to be able to do. You have to hand a hand in the pocket because you have to be. The guards have to know that they can't just see this an easy, quick, full uh, jump shot, or they can't just make a quick, easy bounce pass. Like you, you always saw Woodbury kind of moving his hands back and forth, and and a part of that was is he he was just not allowing the guard. And he was amazing at it. He was one of the best big guys I've seen that handled the retreat, pick and roll. And it was mm-hmm. always just because he, he never allowed the guard to take pace. Granted, he poked a couple of guys in the eyes, but that's what you're supposed to do as a big guy. You're, and you're, 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 yeah. And, I mean, Accidentally, that happens. You know, <laughs> you come into the, the lane, you get, you know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played in a different Big Ten than a lot of these guys, so let's just say that. <laughs> um, what do you see? Obviously, we'll get into this more um, in a minute with the Bohannon situation, but to me, it seems like. Earlier in the season, Joe Toussaint was a little sped up. Not uncommon for a freshman who's trying to kind of feel his way. He seems to to have gained control of what makes him valuable, and that's his quickness. He he seems more in control of his game. Have you seen kind of a a growth in that area? Yeah, absolutely. I I feel bad about this next statement, too, because I thought the the first – Ooh, 30 minutes of the Iowa State game was his best game by far. And then I'm, I'm having a conversation with some buddies, uh, kind of texting back and forth, and I'm like, he has taken the strides he's taken in these last 10 games of, of game speed, control, uh, dictating uh, his own tempo, everything, kind of playing off the bigs, everything. I'm like, it's night and day difference. And then he had a force, a four, uh, four success, uh, was it four, three or four plays in a row where he got sped up and had three straight turnovers. And, yep. I, and I, it was just right after I sent the message. And I'm like, this is what happens. <laughs> guy just made 36 free throws in a row. And now the announcer says something. It's like, yeah, I'm going to prove him wrong. I'm going to miss this free throw. And it's just like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but then he got out of pace and he got going at this super speed, trying to do a little bit too much. Well, what a lot of freshmen do instead of just working through the team and, and then he kind of got moved to the bench on that side. And that was one of the runs that they had made during the game. And he has, he, he has an innate ability. I haven't, I was trying to kind of reflect like who reminds me of um, Mike Henderson or like Andre Woolridge from that quickness side, Chauncey Leslie, but he's just not That's as bouncy. Not, yeah, not as bouncy, yeah, not as athletic as, not, but the Chauncey speed and kind of breakdown, that's who he reminded me of. Yeah. Um, Chauncey even struggled, even as a junior and seed senior, of keeping the, yep. the correct pace. He got going too quick. So I, I mean, and, and that's that was just his style of basketball. But I think Joe's. I think he's going to be a heck of a player. It's fun to watch. I mean, he's just a different dynamic that we had from a point guard in a long time. So um, the elephant in the room, um, to nobody's surprise, and we're recording this on Monday evening, December sixteenth, earlier today. Uh, late this afternoon, we learned that officially that Jordan Bohannon was going to uh, shut it down for the season and, and apply for a medical hardship waiver. 
uh, also known as a red shirt. Um, hip, hip surgery he had in May. This is the other hip that's bothering him that he will have surgery on now. Six to nine month recovery uh, is what the press release said. And hopefully now shutting it down. Now he's having surgery this Thursday, which would be, I can't, I'm not good at math, but 19th or 20th, whatever um, of December, he's going to have a nice stretch here where he can try to get himself self, excuse me, healthy. Um, what is his, I guess just in, in, in broad terms for this season, Greg, what does his absence mean to this team? I, and, and that's just a leadership thing. That's going to be tough. I mean, that's that's a he he just has a different dynamic. I mean, he, that's he hasn't got a fire. He's got some, he's just got a different capacity that a lot of guys don't have. I, I mean, obviously he's Iowa born. He's got he's got an arrogance to him. I love it, um, and I I think that they're going to miss that um, that little bit of spark, that little bit of fire. That like I, I don't give it. Shit, what's going on? Give me the ball. It's my right. time. I'm going to take over. And I feel Garz is finally picking that up a little bit. But that's really hard to be a big guy and play that way because you're always, you're always waiting. I mean, you, you got to get the ball given to you as a big guy. So I mean, as a guard, you can just bring it up and take it over. I mean, if Gar- Luka Garza starts bringing the ball up, it's going to be interesting. But uh, just I would say that I mean <laughs> his, 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 that, that drive, that that, that push, like. It's going to be interesting without him, um, and it's going to force some of the guys to step up. Um, I think that you're going to have to see uh, their, uh, Utah. Uh, hello? Yep. I, you oh, got sorry, me? Cut off. You're gonna, you, sorry, cut off for a second. You're going to have to see Wieskamp just step up and, I mean, really start to be that, that focal point. I mean, and you're going to have to see him play a little bit more fire. I mean, and that little bit. He, he gets it in, in moments, but you just, he's going to have to take over games. Yeah, and I wonder, I mean, I remember talking to him at Media Day. He worked a lot this offseason on trying to to be more of that guy, the the leader, vocal, you know, bringing guys along. I don't think that that's natural for Joe. It's just not his personality. He's this guy, you know, we saw it, I think, in the, was it the, I think the Michigan game. He took like, he took like five or six shots, just was, he kind of can fade into the background at times. And I, I got to think it's hard for guys that aren't naturally that way to make themselves that way. Um, have you played with guys like that? Guys that just, you know, kind of blend in? Yeah. You know, I mean, one of the – Devin Smith, who's now the one of the coaches with the Wolves. Um, he's assistant coach there. One of the best – from Virginia. One of the best players I've ever played against. Um and he was never really a big vocal guy. He just went out and did his job. It reminds me a lot of uh, uh, Weezy, and it's just it's it's crazy. I mean, and he's a sophomore, so I get that. I mean, right. it would be really really hard to kind of walk into uh, against upperclassmen and start dictating things. But I, I either Garza or uh, like one of some of those guys are going to have to pick up and, and kind of take over that role. If I had to pick a guy, but again. He's only a redshirt freshman. Frederick has that. Frederick has that edge, that that swagger, that attitude that you talked about with Bohannon. He has that. I think he's going to be that guy at some point. I just don't know if he's ready to. I think Toussaint's the same way. I think both of those guys, but it's got to be hard for a freshman to do that, isn't it? Especially when you've got guys around you that are, you know, veteran Garza, um, you know, as you said, Creener's a veteran. Um, 
pencil. There, there are guys that are, are veteran. Is it hard to do that as a freshman or a sophomore? Yeah, I mean, well, it, it, it's also the dynamic of the team. I mean, at Iowa, you usually you, you, your successful years are where you've pe- you kind of pedigreed guys up. You know what I mean? You, they started as a freshman, they worked their tail off, they've gotten a lot better, and their junior and senior years is where, like, you're starting to see it now. It, it's a, it's within the system. His junior friends, juniors and seniors are finally starting to take over and kind of kind of run it a little bit, and that's. It's been a, it's it's a building block. It kind of goes that way, and uh, so it's hard. I mean, when you think of other schools like uh, I don't know Duke or uh, Kentucky, all these schools, you see it all the time. Their freshmen come in and kind of run things, and it's just a different dynamic. Right. Uh, it would be it'd be tough for me because that's my style. That's what I like to do, and I feel Garza's got a pretty good vocal stance on that stuff too. I think he's pretty good there. Um, but like as a as a junior or senior, I think I think they'll be fine. I think. I'm hoping that Weeds Camp just kind of kind of naturally moves into a little bit and regards that this has to play a bigger role. I think they knew this was coming too. I mean, it I think I think they kind of saw with Jordan not being able to practice and the pain he was in. I think they were preparing for this. So hopefully that makes it an easier transition and I like I think it's a it's probably you know just from being around these guys and getting to know them it's probably going to be a group thing. I don't think there's going to be one guy. It's going to have to be some Connor, some Wieskamp, some Garza, yep. some Frederick, some Pemsel, some Creener. I think it's going to take a group. There's not because I don't think there is that one guy. Oh, I think Connor will be a good fit for that too. He's already got a little bit of that edge. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I feel like he'd be a good a good fit there. What is what? How does that change from um, if you're an opponent? Now you're scouting reporters. Or we don't have to worry about this little dude from Marion Linmar jacking up 25, 30 footers anymore. You know, and, and when you're preparing a scouting report, how does that change things for for this team? Well, I, I have a feeling that you're going to see a lot more. Uh, that, that double team will probably turn into something different against Garza. Um, and until, until they can get to a point in which they can consistently hit down, I mean, knock down threes, uh, I just feel like you're going to see that, that happen, um, in which they're just going to keep trying to take away guards and say, well, all right, we're going to let all, everybody else has got to be, beat us. So, I mean, that, I, I feel like they have the talent and they have the guys that are going to make shots. Um, but until they do, until they can prove it, that's, that's what the other team would do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Makes a whole lot of sense. Um, <laughs> I, this came into my mind. And I wonder how you feel about this because sometimes I think this is an um, age-related opinion for people. Bohannon leaving his sneakers on the floor. These guys, you know, change. You know, exchanging barbs on social media. He and Niang. What do you think of that stuff? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more in your. I'm more in your world. <laughs> Like I, I tried to not be a part of it. It's fun to write out comments every now and when and make people laugh. But like, like I don't know. My my thing is, is I had enough respect. Like I respected Iowa State when we played them. I I mean, and I, and I knew enough of those guys and everything there. Um, and you and I, like I mean, our when we played, all three of us were rated in the top twenty-five. That's fun. That's I mean, that's just a state thing. I, and I get that the fans and everybody, they just they don't get that they don't get it is that I think there's mutual respect. I mean, I played at Jacobson, I played with uh, Jared Holman, all that grew up with them playing at the AAU. So for me to do that would be tough. 
I know if somebody did that on my court, it'd be a fight. So I wouldn't <laughs> probably go do that at somebody else's court. Um, so, I mean, I don't it's know. Just, I, I, it's a different, it's a world different, world. different basketball world. It's a, yeah, it's a di- the whole world is different. And I think basketball is just probably a microcosm of that. Yep. And uh, it, I don't know. I, I guess I, farmer father is a little bit different, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm not against it. I'm not opposed to it. I just I would have been terrified if I would have done it uh, because I would have came home and both I would it would have been an interesting story there with my family. Yeah, I don't envy you know today's coaches that have to kind of you know I, I guess they don't have to put up with it, but or have to deal with it. Just I, I you know you have to it's it's a different world. It's just, you know, there's just so much communication out there that um, it's interesting. I I was okay with what Jordan did the other day, but then again, I'm covering Iowa. It's an interesting story yeah. for me that he did that. You know, I can write about it, and it's, it's something interesting. But I could also see, you know, that firing Iowa st- stayed up the next time they they fight him and, and maybe it has no bearing at all i don't know yeah well i mean i mean it's still people are talking about Niang's blow kiss blow to the arsenal right. second and you see a couple of the players kind of interact that way i remember when we played uh oh what was his name shannon brown was flexing um yeah. after they beat us by 20 28 at um at michigan state at the breslin center and then that i couldn't wait to, none of us, all of us, were just talking about like <laughs> all we are is going to dunk on everybody, and, and every single time we're going to flex. So like I, I love that stuff as a competitor. I mean that's just that's just I have that marked up. And next time I play you, just imagine that you, I've got four fouls to give, and you're most likely going to get three of them. Um, and, and so, in in that scenario, it, it's part of basketball. Like you said, that's that's not I guess our job to to manage. That's the coaching staff's job. I mean, and that's. It's just the, the the access that players, and I'm also not against it either because the access that fan ha, fans have to players is so much different than what it was in my world. We were just coming out with social media, I, and camera phones were not a big thing either. Which, thank God, because I could have gotten myself in a lot of trouble with camera phones back then. <laughs> but like it, it was one of those situations. We'll get into that like, story some night too. <laughs> So it's just one of those things where, like, the direct access, like, I, I would have to go out and look on message, message boards or things like that just to see all the hate stuff that came out. Now people are writing these kids directly, and they're coll- collegiate athletes, writing them directly and telling them how much they hate them and how terrible they are. So, I mean, if you want them to be a villain and you want to tell them all this stuff, don't get pissed when they go out and they do something like this because they are doing what you are you are making them up to do. And now they get to play the villain role for for one half. They get to play the savior role for another. So I mean, if you, it's this this whole culture that we have now in social media, it's like if you want direct access, you're gonna get direct access. Yeah, it's society, and your kids are still young. My kids are on TikTok, Snapchat, all that <laughs> stuff. And I'm just, you know, as a parent, you're like, God. I mean, you know, you worry about it, and. Um, but the, the, that train has left the station and, and, you know, that's kind of the way of the world now. And that's how people communicate and, um, nothing we can do about it. And hopefully, 
I, I, th- I thought the stuff with Niang and, and, and Jordan this week were, that was fine. I mean, those guys were going back and forth a few times on Twitter and, I think that's good for the rivalry. The shoe thing, yeah, I can I can take or leave that. But end of the day, he ends up putting him up for, you know, raffle to to help the children's hospital. So um, yeah, some good I came out of it that. that way as well. I I threw ten bucks into it. So yeah, as did I. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. This is, uh, it's interesting because you get a big win like that at Iowa State and then you have, what, nine days off for finals? Um, you remember going through that? Uh, it's, I think it's a university rule that, that guys can't play or, or uh, Iowa can't play during that finals week. So uh, what's oh, that like? Oh, can practice, so. Oh, you oh, can yeah. practice. You you <laughs> never want to lose the game going into finals week. I don't care who you're playing. You could play Duke. If you lose that, oh, that was the worst <laughs> experiences ever. Alford, that was, oh, God. I still remember those days. I remember we lost. I can't remember what it was. I think it was the Iowa State game. And going into the finals week, and then it's just, just killer practices because they're so upset with you, and you're just exhausted for finals. And yeah, that was a that was a tough situation. I think my freshman year was when we really struggled with it because we lost a game that we shouldn't have, and then I remember like Eric Hansen ended up going on ineligible and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, it was uh, uh, finals week is not fun to have a, a a loss to, especially coming back now they're going to be playing Cincinnati, and after how Cincinnati lost their last game, I that's not a that's not a bear I would like to poke right now because I have a feeling they're getting. They're getting kind of they're getting killed in practice right now because of that. Yeah, not only that, they lost to Iowa last year in the NCAA tournament, and yep. then they come back and lost that game to Colgate the other night. And if anybody, if yeah. people don't know what we're talking about, Jared Cumberland, who I remember doing recruiting stories on because Iowa offered him, um, and he ended up going to Cincinnati, and you know they did a good job against him. Iowa did a good job against him defensively, but he jacked up a half court shot with four seconds left. Cincinnati tie game. Cincinnati fouls the Colgate player who makes foul shots, and and Cincinnati loses. So they're going to be uh, they're going to be fired up, I would yeah. think. And it's probably not a fun fun week of practice for them. Yep. And the social media thing, just to, to go back on that real quick, it's interesting that some coaches don't allow, and I, I think it's probably more football coaches than basketball coaches that don't allow their players to be on there. Cause when you're talking about a hundred football players, that's just so much to try to monitor. Um, but it's also good, Greg, in that, and I know this from talking to the Iowa coaches, both basketball and football, they monitor recruits on that thing too. If they see some kid, not, not, you know, going a little bit off the reservation, on social media, it's a warning flag. It's a red flag. So everything they put out there is kind of, it also can help in recruiting and, and getting, you know, when you're trying to pursue the quote unquote right guys. Yeah. I mean, I mean, jobs, every, I mean, hi, people hiring people out of college, they're all looking at social media now. Like uh, I'm in analytics and I mean, all the scraping that you can do and all the things that you can pull off keywords off people, just making sure that, they're doing the right things. They're not doing outrageous things on social media. It's it's really easy that you can do. Um, and I I completely agree because it's it's kind of a telltale sign a little bit. And I, I'm not you, you should never 
I'm kind of indifferent on it. I mean, I, I'm going to act one way. I'm never, I, I'm Iowa nice. I'm never going to go out of my way to be a jerk to anybody. There's a lot of people that are crazy. that love being behind a keyboard and, and typing type hateful things. And I, I've never understood it. Um, and it's just one of those things that we're always going to have. But it, in the same stance, it's like they're kids. Let them be kids. Um, and they're going to have to live with the consequences when they mess up. It's a learning experience. So if they're doing dumb things, then that's a learning experience because it's a different learning experience than I grew up. I learned if I hit my sister with a stick, I'm going to get in trouble. And now, it's it's if you're out there doing stupid things with social media, it could have detriment to you in the in in the near term. So don't be don't do dumb things. And that's basically what it is until they they learn that right or they see somebody else go through a process. I, it's just going to take time to develop that. Dude, you hit your sister with a stick? Well, no. Maybe. Did, I don't know. I was, did, I was kind of a jerk when I was a little kid. What were the consequences? Do you remember? Oh, uh, that was if that was the worst thing I did. I, I grew up with a farmer as a father. <laughs> I won't. We won't talk about consequences in in, in a public atmosphere. So. Oh, you can't whatever, believe it. Whatever was. Whatever was near was always, it was near to me too. So, <laughs> um, well, congrats on the the graduation thing, man. What what are you getting your? I, I know you told me this before, but what's the degree in? I'm getting uh, my MBA. Um, so MBA is done. Uh, I'll get a walk in Iowa City in May, and nice. then uh, I have five more. I have five more classes for my M Masters in Science and uh, Analytics. So then I'm I'm starting back up in January, and then I'm going to take about a year off and then kind of go back to my last four classes. So two really, really sound programs. I mean, the University of Iowa does a really good job with both the programs. So, Man, your your wife must be a saint. Seriously. Three, <laughs> you know, you're, you're kid, you've got young kids, and you're going to school and working. I Man. bet she's happy I'm out of the house and not annoying her. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, been, it's, it's 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 been fun. It's a it's a learning experience. People always talk to me. They always ask like, "How? What's harder?" And I and I'm and I always explain. I'm like, doing basketball with school was harder than doing a full time job with three kids, all the sports, all the other activities, and going to school at night. I go, it's it's not even not even comparable. I mean, it's I, you're so physically and emotionally exhausted with basketball because it's just year round that. It's it's hard to catch up. It's hard to do that. One, you're young. You don't know how to prioritize time as well, um, and that's just something you kind of learn as you grow older. But this is nothing compared. I'm just I'm emotionally tired from a long day at work and going to sit at class from six to ten at night. It's the physical side of it isn't there. So yeah, I, I, this is easy. And yeah, I, and I if anybody, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I just. And we'll end on that note. When if people are wondering about the physical toll, look at Luca's. Look at Luca Garza. That guy's face is like a, a target. It seems like his face is a target for like whatever is like out there. He even got hit by Wieskamp the other night. Knocked his tooth loose. Well, was it his tooth? Okay, I was one. We I heard somebody say it was a booger, and I heard somebody say it was a tooth. Uh, and we've had we've kind of gone round and round on what it was. So, yeah, from a guy that. Has that 100 stitches in his face? I, I always thought it was just because I was 6'7 and I was in that elbow zone. And I'm like, he's six, supposed to be 6'11. I don't understand how he's getting hit as much as he is. But <laughs> I don't know. For me, there's no other way to play 
So when everybody was saying stuff like, oh, Luca's in there, I'm like, isn't that the way you play in the Big Ten? Is that you're supposed to get stitches. So that's you're supposed to give stitches and you're supposed to get stitches. You just need to give out more than you get. And that's always been my mantra. So And that's our lesson for the evening, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brunick just gave you that team. That's it. <laughs> All right, we will uh, we will end on that note and um, have a good holiday, everybody. We probably will not do this again until after the holiday, especially since Iowa is not playing is playing just one game, uh, Cincinnati on Saturday the twenty first, and then I believe they have almost another week off to go through Fran practices um, before playing Kennesaw State and then jumping back in the Big Ten. So we probably won't have many of these the rest of the month, but we'll go. We'll go hard and fast once the Big Ten play. We'll get some. We'll get the end of. We'll do an end of the uh, non-conference before the Big Ten rolls back up, and then we'll be more regular during the Big Ten season. Does that sound good, my man? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, uh, Jeff Horner and I will be at the uh, that game too, the the December 29th game. So I'm excited. It's okay. the alumni game, so there there should be a bunch of us old guys in the arena. Um, it'll be it'll be a good time. I'll have my kids with me, kind of. And I show them the roots. I'll make sure the folks over at Carver have the heat way up for you guys because I know the bones and stuff are achy and, <laughs> you know, you want to be able to walk around and get up and down those steps without any problems. I'm not, they don't have a 200 pound sandbag on my back running up and down those steps, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> All right, Hawkeye fans, that'll do it for this edition of the Bruner and Howe podcast. Thanks for listening, and we will be back with you soon.